In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Welcome to the Man Card Podcast, where we focus on real men doing real life in real time while living in the stress bubble of life. Males are born. Men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed, saying, The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood the man card belongs to those protecting integrity fighting apathy pursuing god passionately leading courageously and finishing strong a man is as a man does enjoy today's episode hey welcome to this episode of the man card podcast aka the mcp uh, we're doing something a little bit different today. I'm here with my brother from another mother, Dale Colbert. How you doing, my man? I'm doing really good. Hey, I'm glad to see that. Well, you don't look good, but you sound good. So How about just, hear that? I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> hey, buddy, we're going to do something new today. We're just going to do a short 10-minute uh, deal and just to, to equip men. And so I want to I spend the next probably five or six or seven weeks on Mondays talking to men about manhood. You know, I'm writing this book called The Man Card. And as I'm writing this book, I realize there are several things that we need to get out. We need to get the stuff out to men because a lot of men don't read and won't read the book. So we will need to get this stuff out. It's really important for men to equip them. And I want to talk about today some misconceptions of manhood. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting. A couple weeks ago, we had our men's weekend and I was able to, uh, along with three other dads, walk my son Colton through a rite of passage into manhood. We presented him with a 20-something-inch uh, custom-made knife that a buddy of mine made, and uh, it was just a wonderful thing. At the end of that, he said, Dad, you usually oversell stuff. Man, you undersold this. You know, the men rallied around these guys, 40 men laying hands on these guys and having communion with them. I mean, it was epic. It was epic. And I thought about this, though. How, do, how does a man, how does a young man know that he's crossed over? How did you know? In how did manhood. I know? Yeah, how did how did guys know? Whew. Was it when you lost your virginity? No, <laughs> you still haven't done that yet, have no. you? How about your first fight? Oh, I'm a lover. How about no. getting married? No. Uh-uh. Uh, the ability to vote? No. Uh-uh. Drinking your first beer? No. The privilege to fight for your country? You know all those things. <laughs> yeah, when I was in the Marines, killing your first buck. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> It was, for me, it was like when I actually stopped doing a lot of those things 
stopping the first beer because I remember those moments and now I look back and I go, man, I was a boy. But nobody helped you cross into that. Your dad no, didn't help you? No. I mean, so you, so this is the problem. No, because... I had some men around me that were leading right, and I still have this guy that's quite a bit older than me. <laughs> and uh, and I go to him when my wife's ticked off at me, and he kind of steers me in the direction, and I'm like, oh, man, yeah, you're right. So it was when guys like that came around and, and started pointing me towards what it looks like to really be a man and behaving like a man. And yeah. thinking like a man yeah. instead of thinking yeah. about a boy and being selfish. Thinking like a boy, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I think we have a real problem in our society of that. Uh, you know, here's the deal. You know, what is a man? Is he is he rich? Does wealth make me a man? Is it? Are these great athletes, these professional athletes, are they a man? Uh, uh, you know, is it somebody being a rugged outdoorsman a man? Is it a pastor a man or something in extreme sports? Is it, hey, Dale, is it a warrior that's a man? I mean, we just heard a statistic with a, a group of warriors for our nation, ninety percent of them get divorced during free time. During free time, during peace time. I like, I like free time. During peace time, I know. I sometimes nap. sit you in my nap. jacuzzi at I free know. time <laughs> by you myself. Know, so we've got an issue. Is you know, you know, as a man, you know, we were talking earlier in a previous podcast. Is it Chuck Norris? You know, you know, uh, you know, Chuck Norris. You know, I, the boogeyman. Looks under his bed at night to see mm. if Chuck Norris is there. You know, I mean, you know, what is a man? And so, you know, you know, I, for, here's my other thing is where, you know, you said nobody really showed you how to be a man until you were in your 30s, maybe. You know, do do kids learn this from their dad, from a coach, from the movies? From can you YouTube it? No. Can you? How about how You'll about if I watch? Probably have a man bun if you YouTube it. <laughs> man bun. Driving a Subaru. Oh and a, man, that's and the flannel shirt. That's a man law violation for sure. <laughs> can you Google being a man? I mean, you could probably you know. You can I mean, Google anything. You can Google. So maybe they can watch The Bachelor and learn how to be a man there. You know, this is uh, we've just got a problem. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a problem with manhood, right? right. I mean, and so I as do. I've as I've pondered this. I have come up with four misconceptions about manhood. And I'm going to share them, and I want you to give me your input, all right? Okay. Okay. You only have six minutes to do this, by I know. the way. Misconception one, I'm anatomically a man. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. So I think males and men are different. Males are is about form. I look like a man. But manhood is about function. So it's not about being able to write your name in the snow. <laughs> You know, while standing up, you know, yeah. it's 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 more than that. What do you think about that misconception? I am anatomically a man. Oh, I think a lot of guys think that, and it's not true. So, I mean, just because you have hair under your armpits or you know uh, down downstairs, that does not you know just because you have pubic hair does not make you a man. Yeah, I you mean, know. here's the thing: we live and breathe this stuff, and uh, for us, we get it. But there's a ton of men out there that don't. And, yeah. I got, and that's why we do this, but it's it's mind-boggling to me that, you know, just because you have the anatomical parts doesn't make you that, and uh, too many run around acting like a boy, and it's because of the fact that that's all they've seen is boys. Boys raising boys, and raising boys, and raising boys, and then leaving a lot of times, too, and then that boy's yeah. got to fend for himself, and he has nothing to look towards. Well, if you if you look like a boy... If you hang out with boys, if you do boyish things, act like a boy, guess what? You're a boy, right? Right. So how about misconception two? I am chronologically a man. Our society says when you're 18, you're a man. Mm -hmm. Ancient society said when you're 13 or 14, you're a man or, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 
you and I, Dale, have watched a myriad of horror stories of 40, 50, 60, 70-year-old children. Children. I actually had a guy who was in the middle of an adulterous affair. He treated it like an addiction and was telling me, I relapsed. I relapsed. I'm like, <laughs> your wiener went in her JJ. How is that a relapse? You know, you are a child. And so, uh, you know, what do you think about that? I'm chronologically a man. Well, and, and with our society, we have taken everything and and taken responsibility off of the offender, and so we've made it an addiction. Um, and so you don't have to take responsibility for it. It's because you have a problem and you can't help it. It's about responsibility, it's right? About responsibility. So, yeah, your age doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> there's no responsibility for just about anything anymore. If you have enough money and lawyers, then you can get out of your responsibilities. Yeah, they even call it no fault divorce. Yeah. No fault divorce. There's no, no don't worry, children. Your lives are now changed forever, but it's nobody's fault. No. Not mine, not mom's, not yours. Yeah. How about this one? Misconception three. I'm legally a man. So in America, 18 were illegally men, right? Legally. I'm legally a man. So basically, what this misconception says is I'm going to allow our society or some other entity to define my manhood. Um and and I, I don't know about you, you know, because I can legally drink or legally drive, uh, or you know, legally vote. That does not make me a man. You know, I, our society screwed up, bro. I was watching this Star Trek on the on one of our plane flights. Uh, I think you were with me. We were going yeah. to uh, Connecticut, and it was. it was Star Trek. And you know, I've been watching Star Trek, bro, for fifty years. And Lieutenant Sulu, you know, he's the Asian dude on on Star Trek. There, you know, he was always this quiet kind of you know awesome guy, just kind of getting it done. Well, in this latest movie. He's got a picture of his daughter on the his computer. I go, oh, Sulu finally got married. Well, he goes into the space station, and the 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 mother of this daughter is a dude. Wow! And I'm so our society is starting to say these things are okay, and I'm just saying it's not. I will I will die on the hill of saying men do certain things, and um, other men and is not one of them. To say that we we hate people, no, 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 we no, just, no. no. Uh, it, we've just gone all backwards. We're just confusing men. Yeah. We're confusing men in our society. And all, the point is this. Just because society says a man is this old doesn't mean it's true. I, I'm very skeptical with our government, with our society, with other entities. Tell, the only person who can tell me I'm a man is other men mm-hmm. that I respect who say, you are a man now. So fourth misconception, bro. I'm financially a man. Now, this one's tough because in our country, we are we say, hey, if you've got to this point, you're a man. And and really money, money makes uh people really listen to you. If you have money, people will listen to you. And I thought about this, bro. Jesus was supported by a group of women. Jesus said himself, I have no place to lay my head. I'm home. He's homeless. So are we going to say that Jesus, the ultimate man, was not a man? We have, to, we have to negotiate or navigate around this tension that the ultimate man did not possess on purpose the things these other guys that possessed. And we live in a part in Oregon here in Yamhill County. We have more per capita millionaires than any other county in the state. Hmm. But that does not mean we have more per capita men. And so, right. or how about this one? Just because I can jump high and shoot a basketball, I'm a multimillionaire at 18, 19 years old. Is that a man? 
No. no. So anyway, hey, want you guys to think about this stuff. Four misconceptions of manhood. Uh, we're going to be posting this stuff every Monday. Just these little equipping men in ten, and hope this helped you. Uh, love to help you uh, grow in your uh, relationship with manhood and helping you become the best version of the man that you're called to be. And remember, guys, males are born. Men are made. Until next time, be a man. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your man card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of a man, then purchase your own copy of The Field Guide, our bathroom book for men. Jim wrote this book for men who don't read books. It's a daily study of manly words explained with great stories. You'll find enough entries to read one a day for an entire year. That's right, 365 daily readings on what a man is and does. Get your copy for you and your friends from our website at www.thegreathuntforgot.com forward slash gear. You'll also find our five book, The Man Card Series. Grab several copies, recruit some friends, and champion the cause for men today. We are a donor-supported nonprofit organization with the mission to transform the lives of men and those they love. If today's podcast has inspired you, please consider becoming a financial champion by going to the greathuntforgod.com forward slash donate and champion this great mission for men. On behalf of the Man Card Podcast, this is Dale Culver. Be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.